Hey everybody, welcome to episode 2 of SPN Rights. I am your host Shane Paul Neal. Today's episode is titled Analog Lover in a Digital Age. It was originally published on the Huffington Post a couple years ago, uh, made a couple of updates since then, and is essentially just me going on about my transition from being married to learning what dating culture is uh, in the 21st century. It's hopefully a story that you guys can all find relatable and understand on some level or another. Uh, tonight will be, again, uh, narrated by Henry from Amazon Polly. I figured since we were talking about uh, the digital space, it made sense to have Henry come out one more time and kind of narrate this story. By the way, if you would be interested in uh, reading for SPN Rights, please shoot me an email at shanespnrights.com. Um, hopefully, it be an opportunity for you to promote your podcast, whatever project you're working on, if you do voiceover work, if you're a singer, or you just feel like uh, being on the show and reading something, I'd be happy to hear from you. Also, don't forget to check out spnrights.com. Uh, that's where the episodes will live, as well as on unreasonablefridays.com. Shout out to everybody on Unreasonable Fridays, um, the Unreasonable Fridays podcast itself, Cuntcast, ADD Space. Um, if you haven't checked them out yet, you're missing out on some great, great shows. Uh, with no further ado, Analog Lover in a Digital Age. Enjoy. Welcome to the SPN Rights Podcast. I am your host Brian, your computer-generated narrator. The stories and observations that I will be reading all come from writer Shane Paul Neal and are available at either spnrights.com or on facebook.com forward slash spnrights. You can support the show by either donating directly or purchasing merchandise. Links to both options are on the website. Digital Age. Originally published March 28, 2017 for the Huffington Post. The last time I went on a date as a single man my companion and I exchanged pager numbers. Once smitten, I called her dorm room and recited a poem I wrote for her on her answering machine. This was only after purchasing a long-distance calling card. Roughly 18 years and one child later I find myself again single and to be frank, I'm too old for this shit. As I return to the world of singledom, I am greeted by a landscape that consists of microwave relationships forged on smartphones and a hookup culture that occurs with the flick of the wrist. It's a landscape that, despite the woes of my single friends I thought I could navigate and maybe even enjoy. What I found instead was the confirmation of my loneliness. While dating services have existed since the inception of dating itself, the smartphone-driven version I, 
and millions of others find themselves immersed in today is, relatively speaking, extremely young. Like any other young digital platform, it still feels steeped in its Wild West phase, think of what social media was a decade ago versus what it is now. When Tinder first launched in 2012, I was fully entrenched in husbandhood, but even then I remember thinking wow, cute girls and the potential for nearly instant sexual encounters that won't end up with me in the back of a patrol car. That sounds amazing. Because, after all, the proverbial grass is always greener. Now as a single man in 2016 I'm faced with two facts that I conveniently ignored back then. First, blind hookups freak me out. While push-button sex would alleviate a lot of frustration, there is a Russian roulette quality to hookup culture I, as of yet, have not been able to get out of my head as random diseases and baby mothers freak me out equally. The closest thing I have had to a hookup happened at a conference last year, and even then I ended up developing a friendship with the woman with whom I slept, which leads me to the second fact. I am a serial monogamist. Over the last 20 years, I'm 38 now, I have had three girlfriends and have been single all of five weeks not counting my days post-marriage. My father taught me as a young man to never quit a job until you had a new one. I unwittingly carried that advice over into my relationships. If a relationship of mine ended, it was a sure bet that it was because I met someone I found more compatible. To put it simply I'm not built to be alone. There is a grounding that comes with even the simplest of romantic entanglements that I have always found quite comforting. I'm sure that there are a variety of reasons for this that could be easily discovered with some therapy. Ask anyone who has ever ended a particularly long relationship and they'll tell you, regardless of how amicable the breakup is, you come out at the end with scars. Deep ones. After nearly a year of us trying to save our marriage, trying to prove how much I loved my ex and how much I was worth loving in return, the final decision to call it quits had left me feeling empty. The routine of loving someone for 16 years was suddenly gone, and along with it the validation that comes from having someone dedicate their lives to you and vice versa. The simplest analogy I can come up with is that of the retired football player who had a passion and a routine that they have known their entire lives come to a sudden end. What do they do with that time and energy? What happens to their identity? He was once a professional athlete, I was once an, admittedly flawed, but loving husband. That is, until I wasn't. The serial monogamist was suddenly single, alone with his flaws his insecurities, and a handful of apps. Following the breakup most of my friends and family suggested that I do not think about dating right away, that I needed time to focus on myself. In hindsight, they were probably right. I was, and still am processing my feelings about my marriage. I was mostly underemployed as I was grabbing whatever freelance work available while trying to find a regular job that paid anything worth walking out the door for and I still had a son who needed daddy's attention. I should not have gotten caught up in dating or much anything else for that matter, but loneliness and technology prevailed. Tinder, okay Cupid, plenty of fish, Badoo, and some others I can no longer remember became a daily pastime. Flick left, flick right, flick left, 
flick right, hope for a match, hope for a message, hope I was cute enough, hope I was witty enough, go to bed alone, and a little sadder. There were so many things about digital dating I was unaware of, so many things I never had to consider in real life a decade and a half ago. Things like the sexual economy, the average woman is under a constant barrage of sexual advances, both in real life and online, the results being the devaluing of men due to an oversaturated market. In short, vagina is a blue chip, penis is a penny stock, hardline dating preferences including race, sexual preference, body type, and economic stability make meeting someone interesting and attractive laborious, to say the least. And for every no thank you and unrequited swipe the bruise on my ego and self-esteem grew bigger and darker. I'm sure to some who are reading this I come off as some romantic curmudgeon. I'm the guy who is salty because he can't get laid and blames the world for his unfulfilled desires. I very well may be feeding myself delusion, but I prefer to think of myself as an analog lost a futuristic version of what I once knew as romance. A future where even the simplest relationships have melted to their most base form as the world becomes ever more streamlined and fast-paced. A future where the complexity of the friendship in friends with benefits evaporated and became Netflix and chill. It would be a lie to say that I haven't met a couple interesting and attractive women. I have. It would be a lie to say that I'm looking for a soulmate. I'm not. Not at this moment at least. I do want to connect. I want to feel an excitement for my presence. I want to feel the hurried anticipation of someone's arrival. I want to miss and be missed. I want sweetness. And yes, someday I want to love again. The worst part is negotiating these desires with the reality that technology has, in many ways, offered up seclusion dressed as access as personal stats stand as gatekeepers to authentic interaction. It's a high wire act I find myself still having to learn. It's at times frustrating, and on rare occasions entertaining. I'm hoping that eventually, it might be fulfilling. Until then I'll swipe and chat and flirt and hope someday soon someone finds me as charming in real life as I try to be online. Meanwhile, I'll be learning how to be comfortable on my own and fall back in love with me. Wish me luck. The SPN Rights Podcast was written, produced, and edited by Shane Paul Neal, and is distributed by the Unreasonable Fridays Podcast Network. This and other shows can be found at unreasonablefridays.com. Story narration provided by Brian with special thanks to Amazon Polly. Music provided by Joakim Karud and SRO. Links to the artists are available on spnrights.com. <laughs>